Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. All right, before we move on, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful sponsor here, our wonderful partner, really, at Love of the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys, Boomer Jacks is the spot for anything that you're looking for, any sort of environment you're looking for in your dining experience, whether it's a place to eat with the family, a uh, happy hour with the coworkers, place to watch the big game on Sunday with your buddies. Uh, Boomer Jacks is the spot. They've got it set up for you wall to wall TVs, live music. Great patios at a number of these locations and and great food, great drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the time to go if you are a lover of wings. Tuesdays are half-price boneless or bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great stuff for you every day of the week. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite segment of the show. It is the Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Uh, We're going to run through some of your questions here. Uh, Let's go first with uh, Garrett. Uh, Garrett is asking, have we started to hear any whispers about players the organization might be eyeing, similar to Tyler Smith, LVE, Zeke Picks, and other years where we kind of have an idea of who they like from the early stages? Generally, even when we had an idea of who they liked in the early stages, it was not quite this early. Um, it was more like the last month leading up to it. We'll come out of combine. We'll start combine, combine. Visits. Yeah, just get this thing to the combine. Get get into a pro days. Get into pro days in March, and I guarantee by the middle of March we'll have an idea of what direction they're going with this thing. Absolutely. I think I think we'll have a better grasp on things once we get through combine, once we know who they're starting to interview. Players will start telling you stand up there. Do you have a 30 visit with the Cowboys? Yep, I do. You'll start piecing it together. We'll start doing our best to work and find out the list, uh, you know, of, of who the Cowboys are bringing in. But uh, early and then, and then somebody will release the list and get us all in trouble. And, you know, that, yeah, yeah not, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, kidding. I'm not kidding. Thanks a lot for that, dude. Uh, no, I, you know, it's funny. I just, I know one name that I've heard, uh, but it's not anybody they'd have in the first round, but I do, I have heard they like Kendra Miller from TCU. The running. Yeah. Back. And you so, should. Uh, you should that, like that's him. A, that's a player that I know that they uh, they have some interest in, and so keep an eye, keep an eye on Tank Bigsby, running back from Auburn. Tank Bigsby. See, we're we're just gonna keep throwing out man. We just threw out two running back names, Brian. This is setting up for Bijan Robinson to Dallas, isn't it? Now, of course, obviously the Cowboys like everybody like Jalen Carter, and they like Will Anderson and guys, but they're not picking those guys. Uh, so looking for other names that are more realistic or maybe even further along in the well, draft. My guy Porter. 
my guy Porter, I was I was flying home uh, from Phoenix, and I was just sitting there on the airplane and looking at Twitter, and like they showed Porter was running like four three in some workout. I'm like going, and people were mocking him down to twenty six. I kept saying, he's not going to be there, guys. I don't. You 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 remember you remember who was getting mocked to the Cowboys at twenty four last year? This early in the process, who who oh, was it? The defense? Oh, was it? Uh, it was the it was the guy it was the guy who went number one overall, yeah, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker, yeah, yeah, you're right. And so, uh, not always, not always the most consistent uh, thing. January mock drafts, other than last year, you remember who Mel Kiper mocked in January to the Cowboys? Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Uh, next question here from Mario: What is going to be the number one storyline of the Cowboys offseason, Brian? I mean, I think a lot of it's going to be what we just discussed, making financial decisions on longtime Cowboys veterans. How about, how about, okay, I like what you're saying about that, but how about the, the development of the offensive staff? You know, and I, I say this in this way, McCarthy is calling plays, Brian Schottenheimer, uh, you know, Wells, uh, who's going to be the running backs. I mean, I kind of look – I think this is an important year for these offensive coaches. And I know there's some new ones, but, you know, we need to start kind of feeling about, okay, really diving in. What is Mike McCarthy's philosophy about play calling? What does he like to do? What is Brian Schottenheimer? What's his role? What's Mike Solari's role? You know, what's going on at wide receiver? What's going on? I mean, we have very, 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 very few questions about what's going on in defense because we understand that. This offense is a whole nother thing now. So I, I I like what you're saying about the offseason and money and how it's all going to come together. But I'm also interested to see when we get to those OTAs, mini camps and stuff like that, you know, what kind of things are they working at on uh, working on uh, on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah. And how much Dak Prescott's involved in that? How much autonomy Dak Prescott has? How much they're going to try and just maybe take those sorts of decisions out of his hands? And because yeah. like, we don't have a great idea yet of how. That interplay. Look, Mike McCarthy is, is is in all likelihood calling plays here, as as we've heard signaled to us. And the end of his tenure calling plays was a lot of frustration with the quarterback having a lot of autonomy and calling things. And some, some does, say, does, does he some, want to go through that again? Some does say he it, want to give. It? Yeah, some say it harkens back to the days of Bart Starr in the '60s when Bart Starr. That Rogers was just calling the plays. <laughs> that's really what it, my, yeah. So that's sure what it seemed like. And so does he want? Does he want a quarterback to be that free? Maybe Mike McCarthy says, "I want my plays being called, and and this is the way we're going to do things." It'll be it'll be interesting to see how how that uh, that that interaction plays out. Uh, yeah. Next question here from Sean: Do you think Jalen Tolbert will have similar issues getting on the field next season from having to learn a new offense that is known for long slash wordy play calls? No, I, you know what, I, I just feel like if this, this was a very much a very eye-opening experience for Tolbert. And I think that he, everything that he went through, I, I think he's a good kid. I really do. I think. Oh yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, he, I, he's I, not I, a trouble. This was, this was not a Kelvin Joseph. I, 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 I just thing. think, I just think he didn't know. Uh, we saw, He was we, overwhelmed. Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill yeah. was like, I, there, what? There's inactives. I'm not on the game day. Right? What? This, this to me, if if you're talking about somebody 
that can make a jump from year one to year two. I'm willing to I would willing to put some dollars down that Jalen Tolbert will be that guy. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I, I still, I still really. It's funny. I was trying to it, near the end of the season when everybody was dogging on Jalen Tolbert, and and it was easy to do so. He was definitely an easy target along the process because it's like, hey, they're they're sitting out here doing everything they can to figure out wide receiver with Odell Beckham Jr. and T. Y. Hilton and everything that they're doing, trying to get James Washington back on the field. Why can't the third round pick step up and play? Yeah. So I, I understood the frustration why it became an easy target, but. The end of the year, I had to go back and and I watched some of his film again at South Alabama just to kind of get it fresh in my head again. And you watch it, and you're like, man, this is still a good player. Heck yeah, it is. This guy's still got talent, and and so I I think you need to hold on to what you you still need to hold on to your evaluation a little bit, your initial evaluation of him, and say this is this is a good football player. And somebody that was probably just overwhelmed by the South Alabama to the NFL jump. And uh, a guy who, I, I mean, I think he's only played organized football since his sophomore or junior year in high school. So there's still a lot. And then Stephen Jones okay. did a lot that, hey, we asked him to do a lot. Uh, asked him to do, uh, uh, you know, a, a ton really early. And, and it probably cost him. Uh, next question here from Doug. Brian, what do you think about drafting either Dalton Kincaid or Luke Musgrave at 26? I think he uh that, Whoa, that's... we're going tight ends. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh yeah, that's the uh the the yeah. uh Oregon State Oregon and, State, Utah. Yeah. Uh Utah tight end. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, look, Musgrave is a is a freak athlete in, in terms of he, he's gonna he's gonna run crazy. He's somebody that might ascend pretty quick. Um, by the way, if you if you if you want another name, that's another guy that uh, I neglected earlier. That's another guy I know the Cowboys think well of is Musgrave. But uh, I, man, the the I think the Cowboys feel pretty confident that they can build a tight end room with value picks. And it, like I mean, they've they felt good about McEwen. They felt good about uh, Ferguson and and Hendershot. Schultz himself being a fourth round pick comes in here. I don't think they'd ever think we need to spend 26 on a tight end. This tight end class stretches. I, you know, as much as uh, the two great names that the, the our uh, listener gave us, but I will say this, man, I am, uh, I am likely, I think I'm going to have a better player on the board, but you know what? That might be, it might be, that might be one of those tight ends, whichever one of those tight ends you put in the first round, that might be the last guy of that stack that you have. Say you have, say you have 20 first round grades. Number 20 might be one of these tight ends. And if it got to 26, the value might be just a little bit too much to pass up. We did it with Jason Witten in uh, 2003. First round grade, his grade was a 119. He was the last 
player we had on the board in that round in the first round of that draft. And we got to the third round, and that's we got to the third round because it was like Dallas Clark, LJ Smith. They had all these uh these tight ends that went ahead of Jason Witten. And you know, finally it's like Bill Parcells looked at Jerry and Jerry's like, we gotta take Witten here, don't we? Third round, we gotta take this guy, right? <laughs> And Bill goes, yeah, we got to take this guy. We do. And it worked out. It really, really did. But I have a feeling that one of these tight ends, or maybe both of them, are going to be your last final two first-round grades in your stack, if that makes sense. 1-20 to 20 or 1-22, to 22, player 19 and player 21 could be these tight ends. I think uh, I think you're dead on with that last question here, and we'll have to limit this a little bit because we're we're starting to run over on time. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But no, 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 not you. It's it's just we've we've run through a couple questions here. Question from Matt. He says, "What players do you not want our division rivals to pick in round one?" Hashtag Dean Julia rules. Uh, but let's look at uh let let's narrow it just to this. Let's narrow it just to Philly picking at ten. Yeah, Who terrified it because I know my answer. It's the same guy I'd love to pick if he was there at the back of the first round. I think if Philly picked Bijan Robinson at 10, I don't know how you stop Philly's offense for the next four years. I I that's the one because I kind of feel like that I feel like regardless of Philadelphia, you know, they've got the two, they've got the two picks. They've got the Saints pick. And I believe that's a top, I believe that's a top 10 pick. It's number 10. Yeah, it's number 10. So they're gonna already. They're gonna grab them a just a damn good player off the jump on that one. Um, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like yeah. I don't want them to take him. I really wouldn't want them to take Jamar Gibbs on the back end too. Yeah, because I'm starting from to Alabama see, running back yeah, from Alabama running, running back from Alabama. Because if Bijan Robinson were to go earlier, Jamar Gibbs late in the draft at 31 or 32 would be a damn good pick uh, for me. I. I don't I really don't want them uh man their wide receiver groom is really good their tight end room is really really good. I would hate for them to grab some type of offensive another offensive lineman, you know, cuz then maybe uh Skaronsky at 10 yeah, or something. Yeah, as something a like, as a Lane Johnson replacement. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or or, maybe, or here's 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 what if you look at another division rival Washington picking 16, I wouldn't love it if they snatched Will Levis. That would yeah, be yeah. – I, I wouldn't like Will Levis to go there. Well, that's what I'm saying, Tim. And F- Philadelphia, too. Uh, I wonder, you know, if, if they get down I, – I I think this John Michael Smith's the center from Mich- uh, from Minnesota. Yep. I think I think he's the same guy that they're playing with right now. He's 6'4", he's 315. He's a lot heavier. He's a lot heavier than Kelsey. He's the best center in the draft. And I, I wonder where he's going to fall on this board. I'd hate for him to get all the way down to to Philadelphia in the bottom of the draft and and grab and grab him for like that. I'd hate for the Giants to get any wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, any of them: Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin yeah. Johnson, Jalen Hyatt. Anybody? Did, did, uh, did you say something about the Commanders getting a quarterback? I just yeah, I said I wouldn't love it if Will Levis they yeah, they yeah. Up Will Levis at 16. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, yeah. But, with lots for us to uh, stress over ahead of Dallas's pick uh, here in April. That does it for us here on the Love of the Star podcast. Uh, we will talk to you guys again twice next week. Until then, we'll see you guys later.